from Newfoundland? Yeah, from Cornerbrook, Newfoundland. How yeah. young were you when you got screeched in? Uh, well, my mother's breast produced rum. So wow. it was, uh, She's it was so the, talented. First, the first liquid I ever tasted was indeed wow. screech rum. And so it was, uh, it was a beautiful moment. Uh, not, great for brain, not great for brain development, but uh, fantastic. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, screech did. Have you, have you guys been any for that? Yeah, we, uh, my band played there. And uh, I loved it. I really yeah. loved it. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like um, I feel like it's, people go, well, it's not like it's part of Canada, and like it very much feels like that when you're from there. You feel like you're just isolated on this rock yeah. in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. You speak your own language. You have your yeah. own cultural things, and so uh, screeched in is just a terrible thing we do to people who come from away and torture them and laugh at them, and <laughs> somehow people still think we're friendly. I mean, I don't understand. <laughs> How it's a drastic we, misconception. Yeah. Man, they took my wallet, beat the shit out of me. Yeah. You know what? Just great people. You know, they just. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of like a car. big brother treatment. They were just, you know, <laughs> they're uh, hazing me. That's what yeah. it is. I think what I've learned is, and there's rules, I think this applies to comedy as well, stand up. It's like, you can do whatever you want as long as you have a smile on your face. People yeah. perceive that to be friendly. Like yeah. you, know, you can you can kick a puppy over the stairs. And it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, he, you know he was just he's just joking around. Yeah, he was joking around. And dog shouldn't have been there. Yeah, you know, that's, that's right. And you know what? That was his closer. So what do yeah. you want? Yeah, that's how he finishes. He's also selling merch. He's got merch, guys. It's an actual puppy cannon. And. You know, if you've got a puppy that's getting on your nerves, let me tell yeah. you, this thing can fit up to 14 pounds of puppy, and uh, wow. it's a great thing. But, uh, yeah. Wow. How are you guys doing? Good? Really good. Yeah, Thanks really for good. coming on. Uh, by the way, this is Alexi, and she works on your podcast. Yeah, it's nice awesome. to finally thank, meet you. Thank you so much for all your work. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank Which you is, for, uh, for it's blessing the, us with the, with the pod. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's great. Hey. The, the generators. Yeah, I saw yeah. You, I saw you had our little buddy Sophie on there uh, a little yeah, while she's ago. she's amazing. She's just a little rock star right now at the moment. It's like just... You can yeah. fry eggs off of her uh, <laughs> right now. It's like, which I've asked to do. And she's like, well, I don't really think it's, I can do that. But she's um, like, well, let's see this puppy cannon and then we'll see what we can. Yeah. Go, if you want it on the puppy cannon, not a problem. I mean, I'll, I'll, <laughs> we can upgrade it to any animal you want. You know what I mean? It's like, it doesn't matter to me. You want a hippo cannon? That's yeah. fine. But we're going to have to put some money in, you know, okay. we're invest okay. in this bad boy, you know? Okay. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I've had some amazing guests for sure. I just, uh, I'm just, I feel grateful that most of the guests that I ask and reach out to, they're like, yeah, sure. I can talk to you about nonsense for an hour so uh so you just had great. ron mclean on yeah it was insane and, and uh i've met ron a couple times before at a few different things but mm -hmm. you know i had to get into the don thing you know like just yeah. to ask about the father to coach's corner and he was yeah. just so 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 honest about it and i was really? like dude like he was he he had to get like armed security to follow him wow. around at airports oh, and stuff like it was yeah he really gets into it in the in our wow. chat and, I didn't know uh, Don Cherry was such a threatening person. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh, there's some real loyal Donists out there, and they mm -hmm. feel like he threw him under the bus. But he uh, he kind of explained his side of it. But uh, it was really really cool to hear him just be that open. That's what I love about the podcast is that generally yeah. people are very you know they're not throwing on you know a performance. It's just like yeah. two people talking, and that's yeah. kind of what the vibe I was going for. So, wow, that's really cool. Um, and I saw you just had Bob Saget on also. <laughs> Yeah, Bob Saget's like one of the nicest people in entertainment, and yeah. I I met him a number of years ago. And um, did he like help me with my work visa and stuff for the yeah. U.S.? You know what I mean? I'm, like, yeah, I'll write a letter for you. It's like Bob Saget's writing a letter for my work visa. <laughs> like, where where am I right now? You know, like, <laughs> like just, father of DJ Tanner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm starstruck. I thought the house was full, but apparently there's room for one more. <laughs> 
And uh, <laughs> so, so, uh, just such a genuine dude and very nice. Like, I think he's still one of those people, like, you know, people have success in a certain field, mm-hmm. but they always still remember their roots, you know, yeah. of starting. And I think Bob Saget still sees himself as like, for everything I've done, I'm still a stand-up comedian. I still yes. remember the struggle and the road and like all the shit gigs. Like, he's still that guy, I think. And yeah. that's what makes him so humble, you know, like. That's really cool. I saw this interview with uh, Chuck D from Public Enemy, and he said, be nice to everyone on the way up because you're going to see them again on the way down. Yeah. And yes. it seems like Bob Sag is one of those guys who took that advice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the first time I met him, dude, like I played, I got to open for a lot of big acts over the years. And so you, cool. know, you know what it's like, I'm sure, too, where it's like sometimes that big act actually is very humble and, hey, man, nice to meet you. And the other yeah. time it's like they're in their own green room. They don't yeah. want to talk to you. They don't even know you performed. Like literally yeah. you'll finish and they're like still in their dressing room. Like you could walk by them. They're like, can you give me a Pepsi? It's like, no, I was actually just, <laughs> I just actually did some time on the show. So, but Bob wow. was like, went to my dressing room right away. The first time I ever met him, wow. knocked on the door. He's like, Trent, I saw some of your clips, man. You were hilarious. Do you oh. want to do a drink after? You want to go for a drink? If you don't drink, that's totally cool. But if you want to go for a drink, man, love to just like talk shop or whatever. I was like, this guy's awesome. Like yeah. just very down to earth and no, no hierarchy of like ego and like I'm this guy and you're just a nobody here. This wow. local opening act and uh, and yeah, just a, just a genuine guy right off the top. So refreshing. Mm-hmm. And I love the mentality that comics have, like true comics of we're all doing the same kind of thing. You know? Yeah, it's come up on the podcast a bunch too, and I'm sure you see it in the music world. It's like mm-hmm. you really feel like. There's enough pie for everybody, you know, yeah. like there's a, you can all have success and find your own fan base and your own listeners. And it doesn't necessarily mean someone else suffers. It doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. Dave Nystrom described it as a, there's more than one bus to Hollywood, right? Like, like <laughs> that bus leaves without you. It's like, dude, wait 15 minutes. There's another <laughs> yeah. bus coming to, to yeah. pick up more people. But you're like, no, that was the goddamn bus I was supposed to be on. And someone <laughs> yeah. took my seat. It's like the old man with a cane just waving at the bus while, yeah. while other buses are passing you <laughs> yeah, yeah. With, with nothing but empty seats. You're like, yeah, yeah. I to be on Route 8. You know, like, so it's like, uh, you know, you just make room, realize like, yeah, there's more time. There's more stuff coming. So yeah, exactly. Um, Trent, what was the last day job you had before you're doing comedy full time? Oh, dude, I used to work with kids at like a boys and girls club. I was like a club coordinator. So we ran like after school programs and day camps and stuff. I'm going to tell you something right now. I still have PTSD when it's summertime. <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm driving, I'm parked at a red light and I see like a bunch of older like youth with yellow, bright yellow shirts walking <laughs> yeah. a bunch of smaller kids. I'm yeah. like, Godspeed. Yeah, Godspeed yeah. to all of you. <laughs> yeah. Because you're going to take them swimming and they all got to make it back. Every one of them. You can't oh. be like 95%. Most yep. of them made it. You can't do any of that. There are parents waiting yeah. at the club for their return. Yeah. And that's on your shoulders for about mm, 11 bucks an hour. So good luck to you. Like, so that was... <laughs> that was that I still I still get the shakes. I just drive yeah. to the light. Like, uh, just go I on. Thought, ahead. I thought you were going to say you got PTSD <laughs> from all the abuse those children dealt out to you. Oh, there was a lot of that, too. Yeah. Yeah, there was uh, a lot of issues that parents would just drop the kid off and go, well, I'll pick him up in eight hours. Good luck. And then they yeah. just walk away like, why is she screeching her tires in the parking lot? And 11 minutes later, you're like, okay, I get it now. He's here for eight weeks. Excellent. That should be a good time. Did you That's leave like- his meds? Did you leave his meds? <laughs> 
That's like that John Mulaney bit about how no one's meaner than 12-year-old kids because they insult you in detail. Like, yes. that guy over there has feminine hips. It's like, how do you know yeah. I was insecure about that? Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's so true. No, no one can bring you down to size quicker than a kid. Because a kid's yeah. like, yeah. you ever try to be funny with a kid? And they just yeah. look at you like... Yeah. You're like, hey, anyway, I'm not that funny. You just move <laughs> yeah. on. Like, you become instantly that kid at the schoolyard who's just by himself. Suddenly, you're like, wait a second, I'm an adult. God damn yeah. it. Like, why am I? How did this person get inside my head and all my anxieties? Come to yeah. think of it, I've been left hanging for high fives by a lot of children. Yeah, that's exactly. rude. Yeah, they, they like they, doing and, that. And the other thing is, kids don't get sarcasm, right? Like, if you say something to a kid and you're joking and they're like, they think it's serious, like, mm. this, guy's, this guy's insane. Like, what's, 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 who are you? What are you doing? And you're just like, no, I was kind of polite. I was joking. Like, they're like, yeah, yeah. no, nah, I'm going to go play dodgeball. Get out of here. <laughs> and so you're always measured quickly. So, yeah, it, because uh, when I first went on stage the first time, the manager of the club said, uh, oh, you must have a degree, like, you must have a history in, like, performing and, drama and stuff I'm like no I just work with kids for like a decade and you're gonna just pull stuff out of your ass all day to try to get the attention of these kids and get them to listen so I think just having to stand in front of a bunch of kids who could care less and just go like that that is the true bomb the true bomb is like guys we're gonna do a scavenger hunt who's excited for the scavenger hunt and then the kids look at you and go we already found all the shit this sucks and they're like fuck like, you know, you spent all day hiding Easter eggs or whatever yeah. it was in the woods. And they're like, these are melted. I want to go home. Like, that's, you think you bombed on stage? That is bombing in the middle of a public park. And you're there for eight hours with these kids. That was supposed to take up four. That's over. That's done. Yeah, you start to understand uh, teachers just put a movie on. It's like, I don't know. I don't know yeah, what to exactly. do. Watch Fast and the Furious. Yeah. I got nothing. When I, worked, when I worked in a community center, it was the same kind of work, after school programming. We used to go down to a school at lunchtime and just kind of run recreational activities at lunchtime, you know? Yeah. And the bell would go off. We'd be in the parking lot for lunch and we'd go into the school and teachers would be racing out of the school, like, just like, good luck with all that. And they were just like getting to their cars to chain smoke out in the parking lot. And I was like, I can't be that bad. And then literally yeah. 10 minutes later, you're also out in the car with the teachers. <laughs> yeah, you got another one there? Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, Your was, clothes are all tattered now for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> can't find my watch. <laughs> that kid was big. That was grade five. Are you serious? He's got a tattoo and a beard. <sighs> God. Just, oh, here they come. They're coming. They're coming. Yeah. Just hide under the seat. <laughs> so it was... Uh, it was a lot of that, but that toughens you up, man. If you, yeah. if you can handle that for a decade, you're like, yeah, maybe I can go up in front of uh, adults who actually care and, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. and give yeah. us a spin. So that was that was the last day job I had. Were you a teacher? No, it was more just I, I used to coach soccer when I was younger. Like I had that was my first ever job was like okay. 12 years old coaching like nine year old kids, you know, in minor soccer. And so I always had that kind of history. And I, I graduated from university with an arts degree, which means I don't have a job. And then uh, I, I, I waited for a year serving. And then um, a friend of a friend said they're hiring at this community center and you used to work with kids and they need a recreation person to help out. So that was kind of my introduction into that world. And then I ended up, you know what it's like, you just kind of drift into that world. Next thing you know, 10 years go by. You're like, oh, wow, I guess I work with kids now until I uh, walked on stage the first time. So. Yeah, you know, surprisingly, a lot of comedians we deal with work with kids. Yeah, which yeah. is yeah. Uh, you wouldn't think, but maybe you're maybe there's something to what you're saying about it's kind of 
staying entertaining for large periods of time with people who don't want to see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. There's, exactly. And there's something about the broken soul of a comedian who's like, I need the validation of these people who could care less. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and also the fact that we're all pretty childish. Most comedians yeah. like live fairly childlike. And so kids yeah. are like, yeah, you're much bigger and taller, but you kind of live like I do. And I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. So they kind of speak my language on their level. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You drive and I don't, but that's the only difference really. <laughs> Yeah, so. Wow. And then uh, how did 22 Minutes happen? It was it's an insane story. I actually, uh, I went there as a writer for a couple of stints, you know, for two or yeah. three weeks at a time. And I did yeah. that for uh, maybe two, three years. Yeah. And after my third time there, I was on the set of um, Amazing Race Canada. I was asked to write a comedy segment for that and host cool. it as a, one of the challenges. And it happened to be in my hometown. Wow. So I show up for the the shoot the day before just to look at the setting and all that stuff. And there's two fine art students who are helping out with the shoot. And so we're talking before we start. And, and I go, yeah, I go, in entertainment, I said, you probably have to accept that, you know, your life can change with a phone call or an email at any minute. And then an hour after that, my phone goes off and it's my agent. And she's like, 22 minutes wants you to join the cast. And wow. I was like, oh, my God. What? She was like, yeah, they want you to join the cast. I was like, no, we, you mean they want me to come back as a writer, right? She's like, no, like on camera as a cast member. I was like, can you, can you email that to me? Because I can't let it in here. Yeah. The words coming out of your mouth. Like it was yeah. that insane. And yeah. I was just in my hometown at the same time. It was just all overwhelming at the, in the moment. And yeah. Uh, but it's true, man. You know, I mean, you know what it's like in entertainment. It's like yeah. you're just trucking along, doing your thing, and then one email or phone call, and suddenly your career just goes in this direction. And, uh, so, and so, yeah, that was it. And that was four years ago. Yeah. So, were you, were you already headlining uh, as a comedian before that? Yeah, yeah. I was doing my own shows. I kind of I was doing the circuit for a lot of years, and eventually, I I was used to open for Jerry D quite a bit. Yeah. And one day, him and I went for supper. I was opening for him on one of his theater shows. Yeah. And he said to me, he goes, man, you got to find a way to get off the circuit. He's like, I don't know how you're going to do it. He really? goes, for me, I got lucky. I got, you know, last comic standing and stuff. He goes, but like, you have to find a way to do your own thing. And yeah. so just that confidence from someone who had been successful is like, yeah. all right. So I started just renting small theaters and like, then I would also pay for the marketing of those things. And wow. you know, when you put that two grand on a venue, you're like, oh shit, now I got to sell X amount of tickets to get the two grand. Like yeah. you're, you're betting on yourself, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and I got lucky the first couple I did out of the gate. So then I was encouraged to kind of just keep doing wow. it and keep doing it. So yeah, I kind of stepped out that way, but what I mean, it's cool terrifying. That's such yeah, a it's cool terrifying, story. but it's yeah. just like, I just realized I was like, you know, cause to me, a comedy club is just a business model. You know, it's a set of lights and a room and chairs and you as a performer fit into that business model for them and for their business. Yeah. But if that money doesn't work for you or the situation doesn't work for you, that's their business model. And so that's the way they're going to run it. Mm -hmm. So I went, well, what if I set up my own business model and try and just get my own, you know, following to follow me to a room to watch me do what I do. So that was yeah. kind of the mindset behind it. And so, um, wow. yeah, so I, by that time, yeah, I've been doing that for a bunch of years and was doing pretty well. So it was, uh, I, I got lucky in a lot of ways. That's so interesting how, you know, when you got 22 minutes and it's like your own self-conscious is like, I don't deserve that. Yeah. Yet yeah. You, you were able to put money on yourself before that to do those theater things. So it's, it's a weird dichotomy of not believing in yourself and super believing in yourself. You oh, know? Yeah. yeah. 
and like yeah, I guess putting your own money into it too. yeah but like when it's somebody else's money you're like oh, I don't know <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Like, just a second right you know I don't do mornings right um, <laughs> so, but I because I always found that all the time with comedians like we want festival bookers and club bookers to bet on us all the time yeah but like that's their marketing dollars that's them taking a chance on you having a good weekend whatever but like are you going to bet on yourself like yeah. do you have a website do you have headshots did you yeah. do you want to rent your own venue like at the end of the day i'm sure mm-hmm. same thing in the music world like yeah. how are you betting on you like yeah. it's easy to go well i play and i work do gigs it's like yeah but are you yeah. going to go to the next level and really yeah. go for that and a lot of people are afraid to do it i get why but it's like at the end of the day you have to show that you believe in yourself you know that makes yeah. any sense but oh that's great this is the most motivational one yet yeah i feel good. I like this i'm gonna put this on in the mornings yeah. <laughs> you put on the wrong part it's just me yelling at kids You're like this isn't motivational at all yeah god, who is just you yelling about cool. kids oh, ah yeah. terrible oh, the love of god billy just put the eggs back in the bushes <laughs> Ah, this is the worst motivational CD I've ever purchased. Uh, we, we got one more question uh, that we've been asking people is that what is your worst concert experience? Oh man. Interesting question. We, the people we, we just had on um, Derek Seguin and Abdul, Butt, and they both had Metallica concert. Uh, like they, one of them was at the show where the singer Metallica got lit on fire by accident. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, oh, so. wow. That's, I don't have anyone who's been set ablaze. <laughs> um, I, uh, I've been pretty fortunate, like, in the shows that I've seen. Like, I've always, for me, when I go to a live event, like music in particular, I always yeah. feel like it's worth it. Like, yeah. I always go, like, you feel like you're part of a bigger community and yeah. it's been good. Yeah. I would share this story maybe, but it didn't involve me. It involved a good friend of mine. He brought his kids and they're, like, young teenagers and they want to go see the chain smokers. Like this was their oh. first show ever. Yep. So they go to the show and of course it's like a lot of laptops and stuff. And he's like, this isn't, this isn't music at all. What, the fuck? <laughs> what are they doing? They're like, man, this is awesome. He's like, no, no, this shouldn't be the first concert experience. Just, no one's playing shit. Like it's not even, and they're like, oh yeah, this is awesome. It was <laughs> just like them pressing a button and like, yeah. 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 Like just, this is not live music in any way, shape or form. So it was, uh, I was like, yeah, that would be weird. But I've been lucky, man. I, I got to see John Mayer two years ago. Like oh, he did two great. different sets, acoustic yeah. set. He did like a full band plugged in thing. Yeah. And that was mind blowing. I was just yeah. like, that, that kind of defeated me though. You would appreciate this as a musician. I was like, man, I'm going to learn to play guitar because I saw John Mayer playing guitar. I'm like, that is not how you want to approach playing guitar when you're (laughs) new and you have only air guitared your whole life. You're like, this is not like air guitaring at all. Like, air drumming, like, you're like, yeah, this kind of can mimic keeping yeah. time. Like, you can get away with it. Yeah. Air guitar ain't shit like real guitar. Yeah. Yeah. It means there's no correspondence at all to it. <laughs> and I learned that the moment I bought a Yamaha acoustic and went, this thing doesn't work properly. It was just, <laughs> so terrible. Damn you, uh, John Mayer. You know? Oh, yeah. I like he's, um, he's an interesting guy because he's just so talented in so many different ways. And he's now joined the Grateful Dead. So he yeah. has been. 
filling in for them. And then he yeah. was opening for Dave Chappelle on tour. Like, oh, dude, so it, I, I saw that at JFL. It was really? like, it was, yeah, Mayor comes out and just plays a bunch, a bunch of songs and a bunch of hits for 30 minutes. Yeah. And then he brings out Chappelle and Chappelle hammers for an hour. Oh, but they had a lounge set up behind them. So everyone's just kind of hanging out at this lounge. So and then cool. It was pretty wild. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Chappelle only did an hour. Are you sure? <laughs> he did an hour, but then he brought Mayor back out and then okay. they just kind of did some improv stuff. There like just whatever. And I was like, okay, what is happening? Like, <laughs> minds are blown. So, Remember yeah, when all cool. those comedians in the mid 2000s were like trying to beat each other's records and like Chappelle oh, did dude. eight hours and then Dane Cook did like 24 hours oh, and then yeah. someone else beat those guys. It's like a guy named Bob Marley. He's a comedian from New York. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, the one who them. said, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I've worked with him in Halifax Festival here. Oh, cool. like, really funny guy. Yeah, and I know. I love, they're all incredible talents. But yeah. I'm telling you, as a comic, no one, zero people want to hear anyone longer than an hour and a half. <laughs> I, I don't know. care. I know. Look, if Jesus came back and was like, <laughs> okay, I have stuff for everybody. People are like, literally, Jesus, I got, you know, we got, I got parking. I got a babysitter, right? I can't yeah. be here. Can we stretch? Is there going to be a break? Yeah. You're going to keep on with the, okay. Like yeah. nobody wants to listen to anyone for longer yeah. than an hour and a half, two hours. They just That's don't. A- that's a funny Graham Clark. Uh, he was on uh, 22 minutes as a writer also. He's yeah, a great I love comedian. Graham. Great. Fantastic. Me too. He's one of my favorites, but he was, he was saying he's to me, he's like, I think everything's too long. Just yeah. a little bit too long. <laughs> That's so true. Shorten everything by like 15% and I it's would be much so happier. True. Yeah, it's so true. Like even yeah. you see now with like streaming services, that's why it's so popular because you don't have to do the commercials anymore. You just yeah. get to blow through. Just give me content that I want to see. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care that Trident's got a new flavor. I don't give a <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. just yeah. Keep, it, keep it coming. So I think you're yeah. right. Our attention spans are not the letting in these outside distractions. I, I remember uh, there's a band called Ween and I went and saw them. No opener, three hours in. Oh. I'm like, wait a second. I'm not this big of a Ween yeah. fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could you guys just put on some wigs and pretend you're another band for 45? Or, yeah, yeah. or just you for three? Uh, I saw Fleetwood Mac with the original lineup probably wow. about five years ago and they yeah. didn't have an opening act either. Oh, cool. But it was, it was pretty amazing because they do have the catalog yes. to do with three hours you know what I mean but not yeah. many bands like Pearl Jam I'm sure you can go yeah okay you guys can do three Springsteen yeah. Yeah. but uh, I don't think too many bands a couple bands are playing uh, you heard this one on song five but this time it's it's unplugged alright we're gonna do <laughs> we got trumpets this time alright we're like I don't we already I gotta take a like yeah. just you know so yeah. uh, but some people can get away with it, but you're right things are most things are too long a little bit too long cool thing yeah. about Pearl Jam is they've never done the same set list two nights in a row isn't that insane? And they choose what it is right before they go on stage every night. I love that. It must be but hard imagine, to remember yeah. everything. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Especially like if you haven't had chance to like, yeah. or do they just go crazy rehearsal wise before they hit yeah. the road and go like, we need to go through every tune we've ever written before yeah. we hit the road. You yeah, know? I don't, I don't know. They're, they're amazing. He must have a, a monitor with his lyrics on it. Springsteen style at this point. Yeah. Now if you're smash mouth, you're like not a problem, right? <laughs> we got 11 songs. Yeah. And I mean, those are the ones that are getting played. So yeah. I mean, we can guys, I can call out, I can just go song five on the album. And people are like, yeah, the band yeah. are like, yeah, no problem. That's all we already know. That's all we got. And Somebody that's what they do. Know. Somebody know. And it's like, everyone's like, yeah. I already played it twice. Nice, yeah. Why is he? Why is he trying to crowd surf? No, <laughs> see, Smash Mouth crowd surf. Zero people. 
I'd go watch them play uh, All Star just 12 songs in a row. Yeah, 12 times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. You guys know this one. Sing along. You already did it four other times. <laughs> Is he just going to play All Star all the time? <laughs> She's in the back, like, play the song from Scooby Doo, too. Uh, <laughs> I would. <laughs> I was very disappointed. I did not hear the Scooby Doo song, but just being yeah. right up on Yelp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You Yelp Smash Mouth. Yeah. yeah. No one's read it. No one else has commented. It's like, ah, pointless comment. All right, so. Trent. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. We're, we're yeah, big thanks fans. for having me. And uh, The Generator is such a great podcast. Yeah. You're great on it. You are great on it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for your work on it. No, I really appreciate it. And everybody over at uh, Comedy or Often, the podcast network. It's been great to be in that uh, collaboration with you folks over there. So keep doing the good work. Thanks, thank Trent. You. Same to you. All right. <laughs> Cheers to hear. See you. Bye. Bye.